0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't care. Just cover the spread. Now here's Aton Shander. All
2: right, welcome in a Monday edition here. What are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, in the Gambler. It's presented by Cure Auto Insurance. And locked out of Twitter right now. Not not for what you may think would be the reason. Just because. I forgot my password, so I want to make sure that I can get in and read any crazy tweets and make sure that we have everything locked and ready to go tonight. And speaking of which, there are a bunch of things happening here, especially from an NHL standpoint. The Flyers are cooked. They're done. Their season is officially over. Thank God that we don't have to waste any more time talking about this god-awful hockey team and everything that comes from it. And from there, I think we can move forward and maybe for the final night, make some money off of this just miserable hockey team. You know, maybe from just one more night, we can do that and make money off of the Philadelphia Flyers in some capacity here against the Devils. Because we know, of course, that this is just going to be a miserable night and another miserable end to the year. Also, Bob Wankel is going to join us this hour from Crossing Broad. We'll just look a little bit more into the elements of the Phillies and where they are, and if there's anything even bettable right now regarding the maybe futures, if you will, for the Phillies or just in general with Major League Baseball. So from there, we'll see what else we can muster up knowing that it's a – Busy night in the NBA. The Wizards have, I think, a lot of things surrounding them right now, where if you just look at Russell Westbrook attempting right now to set this triple-double record from Oscar Robertson, there's going to be a, a pretty crazy, I mean, just thinking about it, right, there's going to be a pretty crazy push For Russ tonight to get this. He's going to go off. Now, what you have to factor in, of course, is that you don't have Bradley Beal, right? You don't have Bradley Beal. And that, I think, is going to be a huge problem for people betting on the Wizards tonight. I think it's going to be a major deterrent, if you will, for anybody trying to justify taking the Wiz kids at like plus or minus or pardon me uh minus eight now, eight and a half, depending on where they may be. It's a big difference. Major difference. But I love the Wizards for a couple of reasons. First, they've been red hot as far as just being able to push forward and get as close as they possibly could to making the playoffs. There's also the element, right, of not having Beal. If there are maybe a handful of players in the NBA right now, we're not having your number two would actually help. The
3: Number of strikeouts so far this season, a record-setting amount, and we're starting to see just now. Is that something that's going out with me as well, so or far ahead of hitters in a way that I think we have? Should I be hearing before? that? Can you hear so, that? You guys have obviously seen the game change more than I have, okay. and so I'm. Well, curious. is that going out
2: over the air or no? What, it,
3: what has been your 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 perspective yeah. on how you've okay. seen? Okay. The so then should just the shut year. up? Especially as we've seen kind of the <laughs> influx of kind of three <laughs> <don't know>. outcome <laughs> game and, and <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't even. Who is this? The introduction of video as as such a main thing, Tim. We, we Do we know that. who this is? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm. Uh, I must say, I'm a little bit worried right now where the game is. As
2: we all know, there were a thousand and ninety-two more strikeouts than hits in the month of April. We've never had a month like that. In Is that really coming from inside game. or where? Whatever you did, fixed it.
1: All right, I got it.
2: Well, wow, good job. That was great on the fly like that, man. That was good content. It sounded like Pedro, or not Pedro Gomez. Who's the other guy? How the hell do we get Tim? Uh, it sounded like dog. How do we get Tim Kirkajan out here? That's uh, who Smooth pro- Oh, look, I, who, who, people are not coming to me for a smooth process for anything. So you fit right in, man, all right? <laughs> I love it. I'm back on Twitter, by the way. Watch out. Watch out. I'm in the house. I wanted to get the whole damn thing up here and start visually streaming the show, but we'll have to wait until Wankel gets up here. I'm going to do that. I'm going to bring Bob up here on the stream so you're off the hook there. How about that? well oh, look we you know we we try and do what we can here that's all i'm saying we try at least but let's look at now we also don't know if if we, you and i can have a conversation that's something that i think you're working on as well right like i don't want to bring you in if it's just going to cause more problems from an, you know you, but then again how do we know unless we test it right
1: let's like, test we can't it right now test it ahead yeah of we're, time. we're getting that echo I, I, smooth process but
2: So you are getting it? Um, Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, then I won't talk to you until you tell me. Yeah, like I said, we'll
1: get our finest people on it.
2: I don't want to talk to you unless you tell me to talk to you, because then I'm going to get a talking to, and then I don't know. (laughs) That's not going to be good.
1: I'll, I'll hop off for now then.
2: All right, well, we'll get Wankel up here. We'll do a bunch of things up here that we possibly can to continue to talk about as we get you ready for the live action tonight at 7 o'clock. So Kyle may have to take a break as he's fixing some things on the back end. But here's the beauty of it. At least tonight, I think you can catch the Hawks. Yes, I, I know the Hawks are still playing. And very little, right, locked up right now where you're only a game back behind the Knicks with a couple to play. So Atlanta is definitely playing. Look, hell, Washington technically is playing. Washington is a game out. They're not going to have Bradley Beal for the next two at least, but Washington is is a game out. So that's where I think just looking at where you can take advantage of, I would say, Russell Westbrook first, the Wizards second, would be – Kind of taking advantage of the first quarter, and look, this is not setting anything up because the game won't even tip off until I think 735, 740, so I don't even know if I'll be on for the entire first quarter, but that did seem like an area to jump out at and take advantage of Washington with all of the fire that Westbrook is going to be playing with. And look, he doesn't run out of gas. It's not anything along those lines where you'd have to worry about it. But a team that's won 7 of 10, they've won two straight, and outside a blip here or there, they've been winning and covering more so than anything. That's a pretty big statement to come in tonight, knowing that your top guy can break the record, the all-time record tonight. Something that he clearly has been paying attention to that is clearly on his mind. Look, we talk about betting narratives all the time, right? We talk about all of the narratives that you can pile into when it comes to some sort of, I guess, end around or some sort of edge that you can find. Final week of the regular season here, right? And we still have a couple of pretty interesting matchups, yet the one that I think is going to be driven by a player, that I don't think you can make the other argument, at least, for a couple of these games. Like, Trey is not driving this game here. Russell Westbrook is driving this game here. That OT win over the Pacers on Saturday... That was gigantic in that it puts him right now 181 poised to break the record with one tonight. Now you look at his individual numbers are through the roof. Through the roof. But again, just like if you were playing Westbrook in DFS, I think you have to play out at least how Russell tonight... Westbrook tonight, Russ tonight, whatever you want to refer to him as. How he just comes out and dominates. And look, I personally think that if you were going to play this game, it would be the first quarter, maybe even the first half. Like, that's where I think the the best play would be specifically. But even beyond that, if you just wanted to take them overall... And let's update this where we stand here. I don't think it's a terrible play. I, I really don't. Man, we all over the place on my end. I apologize about that. Just trying to get back in and make sure that we were live here, able to put the tweet out for the show and everything else. Jeez. Removed. Setting the guest up. All this craziness over here. Tim Kirkpatine, that might have even been on my end. Who knows at this point I'm having these guys run around going crazy for stuff that I'm doing. Jeez. If you were to look at the Flyers tonight, this total sits at six and a half. I think you go under, but I wouldn't hate creating a little window. What the hell? The game is, the season is over. We've got nothing left. Nothing left. So, what else do you want right now? Try and do something, I would think, with... The total and create a window and here's what i would do i would go over five and a half under six and a half the tightest of windows at six goals i think you can really you can conveniently slide in it's going to be crazy right it's going to be something that the devils are going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting here but it can be done i am confident this thing can be done And that's where I would begin with the Flyers-Devils tonight, is starting that process of creating a window. It doesn't have to be that tight or specific of a window. In fact, if you wanted to do something a little bit, now I'll let you know where we can jump in on this thing. And yes, at 7 o'clock tonight, we will have eyes on this god-awful hockey game between two teams that you probably just want to forget about. Over 5.5, under 6.5, if you were just going to... Now, you're laying 154 for the over 5.5, and and you're laying 125 for the under 6.5. If you just wanted to go full belligerent, like, okay, these teams don't care about anything anymore, then just take the over 6.5 as, I mean, geez, seven, eight goals tonight. I don't see that. I think it's actually a little bit less, and that's where I would look at... If anything, just laying the 125 and going under six and a half. But be brave. Create that window. Devils are going to get a good return right now and the first team to score a goal. And why not? I think you keep pounding this thing. The record, I think, would jump out much stronger towards the Philadelphia Philly Flyers part of me. opponents than not. So I think we're in good shape here. You know, there is something to that. But overall, let's just look as we normally do early on. The game itself, I think there's a good play on the total if you could create that window. But if you were just going to look at the first period alone, team to score first, Devils, let's jump in on that. I I just love rooting against the Flyers when there's money on the line. So this makes it so much easier. First period result. I am inclined to go tie here. Devils at plus 225. The tie runs in at 195. I do like the first period result as a tie. If you were going to run some sort of parlay or round robin, then maybe... You would just do the double chance, right? Maybe you would just do the double chance of, and I'll let you know what the best play would be here on the double chance. I imagine it's going to be the draw on the Devils, and it is at minus 188. Stay away from the Flyers in the draw at minus 300. But minus 275 is either team winning it. I still think, look, you have to run the draw. Flyers are either going to come out strong and just let something up late or they're going to disappoint, disappoint, disappoint and right when you think the Devils win the first period, they push back. Right when you think the Devils are there ready to do something like shock the world and win this first period, that's where the Flyers strike. So I'm I'm I definitely can see that. The only other thing would be the total Well, first period, both teams to score, we already said that, yes, plus 145. Okay, there you have it. There are three bets that right there in the first period, okay? Three bets that we just laid out for you here, first period. We're going to talk to Bob Wankel crossing broad at Bob Wankel CB coming up in about six minutes, but just before that, Let's go through it again real quick so you have it. Now, I don't know if I can talk to you or technically you can talk to me, so if you can't, Kyle, don't worry. I'll just keep it moving. If you can, then just jump in whenever you'd like. But these three, since you'll be here with me in the second hour as well, these three are where I'm going right now. Devils, and that is going to pay out, plus 110 just to score the first goal. The tie is the first period result, so the three-way in action, and I went the tie there. Flyers-Devils at plus 195 a return. And then finally, look, if I have the Devils scoring first and the first period as a tie, you might as well complete the pyramid here, the try play here, the third element of this bet, and take yes to the first period both teams to score, and that's at plus 145. $25 unit, 75 is going to net 187. That's not a bad night. And the beauty of this is that even if one doesn't hit, you're still sitting at, at worst, plus 110 and plus 145. You're going to make two of three hit. You're going to make it back, no problem. Zero issue. At Shander Show is how you get me here on Twitter. We'll continue to discuss as, really, there's only one game to keep an eye on Before 8 o'clock tonight when we hand things over to John Jansen with a line change. And that's Washington-Atlanta. I'll give you a play on the Indiana-Cleveland game because I got one. And I'll give you that. It's a light night on the Diamond, which is fine. You already had that Padres-Rockies game postponed later on. But outside of that, we're just going to have to sit and wait around until Gabe Kapler hosts the Rangers. (laughs) Late night baseball. Now, there are some other things, too, that we'll chat with Bob Wankel with coming up in a couple of minutes regarding the Phillies and their immediate futures. But beyond the Flyers-Devils, Russell Westbrook and his quest to break the record for triple-doubles in his all-time career triple-doubles, we might sneak in some action with the Reds and the Pirates. We might. No promises, but you never know. And this is not trying to get you to eat your vegetables or anything else. I'm just being completely honest here. You never know. I would like to sneak that in. We'll see if we have time. At Shander Show, again, how you get me on Twitter, Bob Wankel, Crossing Brought. Next, what are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. Kyle just got this video banned. YouTube is definitely going to flag this sucker as we come back with non-original music. But he didn't know. Now, with that said, if you are watching on the stream here, at Shander Show, I know Periscope at least, or Twitter, then you can see Bob's face, at Bob CB covers the world of baseball, sports betting, and beyond for crossing broad one of three active members that's providing all the content right as kyle has moved on to bigger and better things you russ and i think Kincaid is pretty much the guy who does everything else so we appreciate you taking a couple of minutes away from a busy
3: night bob no no problem man yeah kevin's kind of running the show on his own from a content perspective i chip in with the philly stuff but it's like the kevin Kincaid show on that website right now man
1: yeah,
2: I've seen it go to his head where I've noticed the increase in the amount of articles that, A, cover the union, and B, cover sports media, like specifically sports radio. So Kincaid is in his own world now and in loving it, apparently. It's nice to have a job with absolutely no oversight whatsoever, you know. (laughs) Yes. There you go. See, everybody says, oh, Shander, you got another job. You work in 7-H. Yeah, that means another boss. (laughs) That's that's what that means. Uh, Somebody else who could stand over me and say, nah, you know, maybe you want to do this. So it all comes with the territory. All right. I, I need to know from you personally, before we get into how we can make some money, off of what this Philadelphia Phillies team has done, I would imagine, and I'm not leading the witness here, I will ask you openly, but I would imagine that the biggest connection from where we were, maybe even you and I before the season and you and some of the other people were, to now, as far as the Phillies not having many expectations of doing stuff to where they are right now, has to be Zach Eflin
3: first and foremost, Right. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Phillies, if you're somewhat optimistic about this team moving forward, I think Zach Eflin is the, uh, you know, locking down this number three spot. He's really pitched arguably as well as Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler at times. I mean, he's really kind of uh, stretched out this rotation a little bit. Obviously, the back of it is a mess, but he's really emerged. You know, we talk about over the last couple of years, guys like Vince Velasquez, Nick Pavetta, uh becoming you know breakout candidates and to finally have a guy have some hype behind him and and him put up and actually do it uh it's been a pleasant surprise for this team all right so how sustainable or
2: forget how sustainable where do we get to the point in the season where this is sustainable do we all have to really wait until the all-star break to start feeling like this thing can matter uh, with Zach Eflin specifically? No, just with the team itself. Because I think Eflin, like, put it like this it would take something that has happened before in sports, but it would be pretty catastrophic of a, a fallback or step back, right? For Eflin to just fall off the planet.
4: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Yeah, I think when you look at what he did last season, and then what he's carried over into this season now, and more than a handful of starts, I think you can feel pretty, uh, pretty optimistic about him giving you quality starts uh, every turn through the rotation. Um, the team, though, in general, I mean, they sit here uh, a little over five hundred. They're a game behind the Mets right now. There are things to feel good about. You look at the season that Gene Segura is having. Um, JT Romuto is has held up his end of the bargain. Uh, Bryce Harper struggled a little bit in Atlanta this past weekend, but OPS over 900, he's played very well. Andrew McCutcheon turning things on. And like when you look at this team in a vacuum and some of the talent in isolation, you should feel good about it, you know? But the thing that's weird is they've gone 5-2 and two over their last seven games. They have a stumble on Saturday night, one of the worst losses you'll ever see. And then they're generally lifeless last night. They're just uh, It just seems like this team has this mental block where it, it can't get over the hump in key situations against key opponents, especially on the road. And so when I evaluate it and say, well, like, where are they going to be at come August, September, I think they're going to be in it But I do doubt and I do have concerns about this team's ability to get over the hump in those key situations in those key games.
2: All right, so let's look at this division here, and clearly you're going to get still some really favorable odds right now on the Philadelphia Phillies to the point where, what the hell, right? Lay a unit or two at plus 400, and then when things start to fall off like we expect, then you can hedge like hell, right? I mean, let's start there with the Phillies at plus 400. I feel like this is... Almost the books telling us to do just that because it doesn't sit as something crazy like plus five thousand or even like plus a thousand. Plus four hundred is bettable slash hedgeable. Do
3: you agree? Yeah, I do agree. And one of the reasons I actually like the Phillies, and when we last talked, I, I mentioned this as well there should be motivation on their end, right? Like, this isn't a team that I expect to kind of keep their, you know, sit on their hands come trade deadline. I think that they'll make a move if they are within striking distance. And and right now, all of these wins are important. You know, everyone will talk about, well, it's only May. Well, for the Phillies, I think these wins are especially important because it's going to kind of put ownership in a position where they will have to go for it. And I think that... I know a lot of people say, like, oh, Dave Dombrowski's here. They're going to be so ultra-aggressive. I do think that this is partly an evaluation process for Dombrowski. I don't know that they need to be all in on year one. But if they are in the mix, they're a game or two out of the division lead, they're within a game or two of the wild card, I would expect them to make meaningful additions to try to make a run. And so that's one of the most intriguing elements about the plus 400 number with the Phillies. The other thing is you look at it from the beginning of the season to where they're at now. They've moved ahead of Washington. You know, when Oddsmakers first laid this thing out, it was the Phillies' fourth only ahead of the Marlins. You know, Washington, the Braves, and the Mets were all ahead of them. And, you know, to this point, the Mets have been okay. They've gotten a little bit hotter lately. The Braves have been largely underwhelming, haven't hit a ton. And so I do think that the Phillies, showing you some reasons to believe, paired with, you know, some of the unexpected struggles of the Mets and Braves specifically in the early going, do add some intrigue to that bet at that number.
2: Yeah, and I wonder now how much that drops. Let's just say all things are equal for the next two weeks, right? And the Phillies maintain where they are in this division. There are going to be a couple of wins, a couple of losses, right? But for the most part, in two weeks, and we'll be as deeper as we are in the season now, so the Phil's hanging, right? It's going to be tight with those top everybody, including Washington, but... How much do you think the number drops, or do you think that based off of everything being so tight and going into tonight, it's still a a three-and-a-half game deficit all the way at the bottom, that this is pretty much going to be a snapshot of odds? Meaning, I wonder, Bob, it's a long way around asking you if jumping it at 400 now is going to look smarter than 300 or 280 in two weeks, even if all things are equal and the fills are still a half or one game back, of the Mets, for example.
3: Yeah, I would imagine that this number will sustain for at least the next week or two. Uh, I would say you go on a two-week forecast. I would say that they'll probably be in the same area because you're still looking at roughly a little less than 50 games two weeks out from now. And I just don't think that there's anything that's going to, to be like a seismic shift in this division. Now, Jacob Degrom goes out; he's on the injured list now for, for at least the next ten days. He has a lat and sideness uh, side tightness issue, um, and and so I don't think that the Mets are going to be in a position where they're really going to run away with things. Phillies have a, a difficult six games coming up here on the road where they have not been successful, as I just mentioned. You have both uh, the Nationals and the Blue Jays; that's not a pushover. So I don't think that the Phillies are really going to get hot here either in the next uh, you know week to two weeks, and, and then I look at the Braves, and and I just don't, you know, I really had high expectations for Atlanta. I did, and they have underwhelmed me, and I've watched the Braves quite a bit, and they just have not hit for average. Freddie Freeman got hot in the last two games of, of this past weekend against the Phillies, but they just, they look like they're not firing on all cylinders, and I just don't expect the number to really, really shift all that much. To answer your question, though, for me, plus 400 it's a good number. I think that when you consider where they're at in the division, the motivation factor, the and like I said before, the fact that the the Mets and Braves just have not run away, I'm comfortable with that price. I mean, I don't think you're going to be grabbing the Phillies at 230 though a month from now. Like I don't think it's it's going to be like oh man, you missed out on it on May 10th at, at plus 400. Um, but I don't expect them to fall fall far enough out with their top line talent that they're going to drop down to six seven hundred again either. All right, I'm going to give you
2: $100, not really, but hypothetically here. Maybe, I i don't know. Eight appearances now? Yeah, I know. You're, you're definitely going to be invoicing me at some point if you have You've been hanging with Kevin Kincaid too long Try to invoice me on this stuff. But I'll give you $100 to play with right now. The catch is that you can only place it on – and I'm going to ask you this question again with two other teams – But you can only place it on either the Mets right now at plus 125 or the Braves at plus 175. And, yes, I'm not an idiot, Bob Wankel. I know that there's more value technically on Atlanta. But you're also locked into this bet. There's no hedging. There's none of that. So you also have to factor in who actually has the more likely chance of winning this division.
3: $100, your hand. Who are you going with? I would take the Mets, and I don't trust the Mets historically. But when you look at the fact that how good that rotation has been, they're getting Noah Syndergaard back at some point. If Jacob DeGrom, you know, comes back off the IL healthy, their starting rotation is just lights out. And we can talk about motivation and the Phillies wanting to make the postseason, but the spending power of Steve Cohen, who, by you know, what we've seen in a very short sample, is very aggressive you would imagine that this team will not be, uh, you know, what it is right now is not going to be its final version come August 1st. So uh, I, I would take the Mets. I would.
2: All right, same question here. Now you've got $250, so you have to factor in the same exact scenario, the value, which this does stand out a little more, so I do recognize that it's a little more difficult to split. Uh, the value and just ignore the heavier uh, dog here. But same scenario, you just have a little more money to play with. You can't hedge out of this. Washington at plus
3: 1,000 or Miami at plus 5? I would take Miami at plus 5. Wow. I I, I think Washington stinks. Uh, I think that they, uh, you know, had a great run two years ago. Uh, I think that everyone kind of thought that they had the hangover effect going uh, last season, and they probably did to an extent. I'm just not a believer in that starting rotation. Uh, I think that there's injury issues there. Uh, I think they're susceptible to it. I don't think that they're going to be as motivated at the deadline to maybe be as aggressive as the likes of the Mets or or the Phillies uh, to maybe a little bit of a lesser extent. I would just take the pure value of the Marlins at the number. Um, In the early going, their run differential has showed up pretty positively, especially compared to Washington. You know Things have kind of leveled off for for Miami a little bit here uh, over the last few days, but If you asked me to place a bet on either of those teams, I would take five times the value with the Marlins. Uh,
2: Not even close at this point. If you looked around, and we can just kind of go with the National League right now, is there anybody outside of L.A. that you would feel pretty – now, the Mets right there are plus 500. I get it. I don't know if San Diego, if the trust factor jumps out at you – But you've got the Mets and the Braves, at least, right there locked in on that. The Dodgers remain the heaviest favorite at plus 150 to win, to to represent the NL and win the league. And, And I wonder if we're at a point maybe deep enough into the season, Bob, where you can make an argument that not only is there value for another team, but most importantly, there's a realistic shot they can beat the Dodgers.
3: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like the Dodgers have been a little bit underwhelming, right? Like they came out of the gates red hot. Um, and they're kind of just, you know, hovering a few games over 500 here. And interestingly, their number is essentially what it was going into the season when they were an overwhelming favorite in the National League. And so you say, well, this team has been an underperformer, and now I still have to pay essentially the same price. Like, if you asked me who's going to represent the National League in the World Series, I would say the Dodgers, right? But when you consider the lack of value, uh, paired with the fact that they have been a little bit of an underperformer, they've had some injury issues now as well.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: I go to the Mets, and I talked about the starting pitching. They have the starting pitching to go toe-to-toe with the Dodgers in a potential, you know, NLCS matchup. So I I look at that and say I get almost two-and-a-half times the value with the Mets. You know, there's a difference between, and I'm sure that your listeners, you know, this is what you guys do, but your listeners have to obviously understand in this situation there's there's huge value on a team like the Mets. And I really do think that there's – Three teams that can represent the National League in the World Series, and it's the Dodgers, and it's the Mets, and it's the Braves. I don't believe that a team like uh, the Padres. I think that there's just a lot of hype there. There is considerable talent, but I just think they're they're not ready yet, in my opinion. Um, and I, I don't. I'm not a believer in anything NL Central related. Mm. You know, the Cardinals have been known for uh, you know smoke and mirrors acts over the years, but I just don't see them. The Brewers don't hit enough. The Cubs' window is closing. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Bryant was on, you know, elsewhere come the trade deadline. So I'm, I'd look at it as a three-team race. And if you want to take a long shot, you know, you want to drive yourself nuts, maybe you throw something on the Phillies too. But um, uh, I, I, I thought you were going to go San Fran there, no, manager of the no. year, Gabe Kapler. You know, that's my guy. But well, uh, yes, it is your guy they live and die by the home run man they uh they have exceeded expectations because they have just had this knack for hitting the timely home run so i would imagine that we're going to see some regression with that team but gabe kapler in the early going certainly seems to be a national league manager of the year candidate doesn't he well who else would you give it to
2: if the season were to end right now bob wankel who would you give it to besides gabe
3: You wouldn't. He's the guy, man. (laughs) It's a slam dunk. Like I know we're laughing here, but no, it's true. I wouldn't bring it up otherwise. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, you know, one other one. I don't. I don't want to run you too far off. Off. Go ahead. But the one team that I really look at and say, like, yo, there's some. There's some value here, uh, and everyone hates them. It's an American League team, but I would think long and hard about the Houston Astros. Uh, You look at the AL West right now, the Astros uh, have over a plus 30 run differential. I'm like, I'm a big believer in that. Like, I think there's something to be said for you score more runs than you allow. And you look at them, they're the only team in that division right now that has a number close to that. And Oakland had this crazy hot streak in the early going, but they've come back to earth a little bit. Astros are kind of within striking distance there. Uh, I know that you're kind of seeing an even number similar to what you're getting with the A's. But uh, I would bet on the long-term success of the Astros to outpace Oakland this season. Um, and that's, that's one that really kind of jumped off the board. I knew we would talk about some futures yeah. and things, and, and that would be one I would make note of. Look, I'll give you this right here. I'm watching
2: it kind of play out as you speak, on, and I'm just on Fox here, but I can get the Astros at plus 125 right now to win the division. I don't need that big 750 number right now to win the league. I got 125 to do something that, as you say, it's clearly evident with the run differential. All they need to do is just keep showing up, and Oakland is going to fall back, right? It's just like you keep at your pace, and the other three teams are just going to fall back. Well, yeah, especially exactly. the Angels.
3: I'm a believer that that those teams, you know, the, the A's specifically, uh, have outplayed what they truly are a little bit. And they've been known to do that. You know, I feel like they've been doing that for 15 years now, 20 years now. But um, I I think that people are kind of almost writing off and overlooking the Astros because it's the Astros and you had the – the sign stealing and you know, people are kind of over them and and all of that. But I think that the fact remains is that they still have a lot of talent and that they're well positioned to make a run in that division. And I also look at, I think the Mariners are a non-factor. The Rangers are a non-factor and the angels again, for what I believe is the sixth or seventh straight year have been a clear underperformer. And until, you know, you can talk about Otani, you can talk about Mike Trout and the video game numbers and all of that. But until that team proves that they're anything more than a 80 win, 82 win team, I'm not betting on them. So, uh, you know, like I said, Houston kind of jumps off the page for me a little bit.
2: Trout's at 180, by the way, just just to look at the because you mentioned Otani and, and maybe even the rest of the guys in the AL at plus 180. Where Otani's at? I'm sitting at, seeing at at plus 700. I mean, at that point, the books are pretty much telling you that Trout is going to have to get injured, right, to lose the award.
3: Yeah. I mean, he's just, you, you take for granted what he is, you know, and, and he kind of, you know, I don't want this to come across as critical, but he sort of made that bed. You know what I mean? Like not only is he not all gung ho about marketing himself and we could, that's a whole separate conversation, but the angels are a clear second fiddle in Los Angeles and you know, that, that team for, for the better part of the last decade just hasn't really registered. And, uh, you know, when the Angels are on late at night, if you know that Mike Trout's coming up next, maybe you flip it on. But that's not a team that otherwise really holds your attention.
2: No, not not in
3: the slightest. Now, but that's, a, that's a credit to him. I mean, the fact that he kind of gets overlooked and the yep. numbers that strong, I mean, the the, the numbers just don't lie in, in that case. And, and so, yeah, I mean, he's the MVP.
2: Yeah, it's amazing just to see. Hell, and, and now on the flip side, because of that discrepancy, right, or that wide range at 180, I'm just curious. I know this is, well, maybe it's dipped a little bit, but, you know, Acuna's right there at plus 275. DeGrom's going to miss sometime, maybe just 10 days right on the I.L. Tatis also had an injury. These are the guys at 800, and I wonder if we're dealing with a similar situation in the National League where outside of an injury or like a ridiculously bad stretch, Chalk once again has locked this thing up.
3: Yeah, the DeGrom injury hurts. Like when you're going to be a starting pitcher and you're you're talking about a potential starter winning the MVP, he's got to make almost every start. And so if if they decide, and the thing that would kind of concern me there is, you know, you assume the NL East is going to be close, but do they have a little bit of concerns here? He misses two starts, three starts, let's say, and then they they restrict his innings a little bit, and they kind of you know want to save him going down the stretch in, in August and September. And you just wonder if the workload for a guy like DeGrom Grom would be enough to to give him the MVP. I mean, it's got to be he's got to be dominant, he's got to be overwhelming, he's got to make almost every start. So I would not go there, despite how outrageous he's been. Uh, you know, Acuna to me is, is the guy. And, and, you know, I think the odds are, uh, you know, represent that. And I think it would be hard for him, you know, not to win it at this point. If if you're looking for a longer shot, you know, I, I I still love Mookie Betts. I mean, you know, just a fantastic player. There's some value there. If the Phillies were to win the NL East, you would imagine that Bryce Harper is the guy that propels them to do so major market team going to play a lot of national games have already played a lot of national games. Um, That stuff matters. You know his numbers uh, coming into the weekend. I think were top five MVP uh, type numbers uh, to this point. So, you know if you're if you're looking for a little bit of a longer odds play, you know uh, backing a guy like Harper to get hot might work. The issue with Bryce Harper is he has 10 RBIs right now, and it's May 10th. Right, It's amazing. You look at the OPS and some of the other uh, numbers and, and what he's been able to produce thus far, and then you see that he's knocked in 10 runs, and that makes him a, a tough play, I think, at this point, even at plus, uh, actually, last time I saw it was like plus 16, plus 1,700. I, You know, I, I still wouldn't go there. All right, real quick, because
2: I know you got to get going, brother, but uh, you had something as these markets continue to fluctuate out in Denver with Aaron Rodgers. I imagine that Deshaun Watson and stuff might populate as well with more and more news coming out there. But what what do you have with the latest as things kind of shift around out in Denver with Rodgers?
3: Now, the Broncos have had a nice offseason, but Hmm. they haven't done anything that would make you think that they're ready to leapfrog the the Kansas City Chiefs or become one of the the top two or three contenders in the AFC. But the odds on the Broncos uh, post-NFL draft have just surged up the board. I mean, you look at where they were roughly three weeks ago, and Denver was sitting at about plus six thousand to win the Super Bowl, and that number right now at DraftKings. And I don't, you know, I apologize if we don't talk about certain books here or anything, but no, you can that, talk about any book you right, want. For that now That particular at least. book, you know, uh, they're at plus twenty two hundred right now, and they've actually moved in the odds to win the AFC West up to second, and so Kansas City, Kansas City, is still the overwhelming favorite there. But the, the Broncos are sort of kind of coming into focus, and as rumors continue to swirl about Denver adding Aaron Rodgers, and though it kind of seemed unthinkable when Adam Schefter first broke that news back at, at the draft that, you know, he was so disgruntled with the Packers, you know, you start to hear a lot of NFL insiders talk about the likelihood of the Packers dealing him, and today reports come out, I believe it was James Palmer from NFL Network said, hey. There are people that are in that building that believe the Broncos are going to be able to land Aaron Rodgers, though the deal will be complicated because so of the picks and the players that would be involved uh, with a deal of that magnitude. And the betting line certainly would suggest, you know, or mm. at the very least indicate or cover or account for the fact that Aaron Rodgers could be headed to the Broncos, Um and you know it's a it's a heck of a it's a heck of a scenario. You look at the odds to win the AFC. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but you have Kansas City, uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, and I believe Buffalo are the yes. four teams in the AFC right now with b- better odds than the Denver Broncos to represent that conference in the Super Bowl. And that's certainly telling you something because Drew Locke's not getting them there.
2: Not at all. Wow, my goodness. Are you taking this Tebow bet? Will he score a touchdown? <laughs> plus 500
3: urban meyers the coach man and i would tell you if any other team did this i'd say no way he won't be on the roster but urban meyer like you talk about urban meyer and the thing is culture and establishing the Uh, urban meyer way and uh, and college success and how it translates to the nfl would you be stunned come week one of tim tebow was on that roster
2: no, not only would I not be stunned, but I won't be watching. Is that fair?
3: <laughs> I, I'd i rather watch Urban Tim Meyer Tebow type. play for the Mets single A team. <laughs> I'm not an Urban Meyer guy, man, I got to tell you. But um, I think that he could put Tim Tebow on that roster.
2: Uh, don't simply, start.
3: Simply to try to help establish the culture in the Urban Meyer way at the NFL level. And that's how he won in college, and that's how he's going to want to do it in the NFL. and. I can actually – I have a gag reflex. I can feel it coming up <laughs> my throat as I'm saying this. But, yeah, I wouldn't be stunned if Tim Tebow scored a touchdown this season for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Unbelievable, man. We, we go all over the place, brother. Thank you so much, as always, Bob. Appreciate it. At Bob Wankel CB is how you follow him on Twitter. Great stuff, brother. Have a great night. All right, I'll talk to you soon. You got it. It's all right. We got to take a quick one here. Back to start things off, live action. Live action. And I can guarantee you this. And I love how Bob slides that in there at the end with Tim Tebow. I, I see it already. People on Twitter. People on Twitter. Pete Prisco has a problem with this. So George Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz. I don't know. Has a problem with this. Jeff Schwartz has a why. Why. You don't need to comment on everything and by doing it you bring more attention to this. This is one of those situations. This is one of those examples where the more you just turn your back to it and the less you acknowledge it. I don't know what is Jeff Schwartz where's where's he work? Sirius XM NFL, Fox Sports. Okay, I can tell you that the program director of Sirius XM NFL is not sending out some sort of email mandate that says, you have to talk about Tim Tebow. You have to. Prisco is at least down there, I think, in Jacksonville, right? But even still, if you want to refer to yourself as anybody in the national spot, like, hey, i cover the NFL nationally for filling the play, you don't have to bring this guy up. You sure as hell don't have to tweet about it. It's what the major issue is of Twitter in the first place, rushing, rushing to Twitter to complain about something only just to bring more attention to it. And not everything needs that. You want to rush to Twitter to bring attention about the BBC news story a couple of days ago about U.S. dog shelters struggling with returns after the pandemic adoption boom? Okay. As much as I laugh at anybody who goes to Twitter for anything serious, at least I can begin to understand that.
4: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land
0: Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you
4: lucky. Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: But if you are jumping up and down and screaming left and right about Tim Tebow, then you are causing, not part, but you are causing the majority of the problems here. This guy can just be ignored. It's really simple. It's really easy to just ignore Surprise, surprise, motherfucker. The king is back. Just ignore it. There's no reason. Like, think about how
1: boring. That was my answer to uh, Tim Tebow coming back, by the way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> Look, I can't imagine how boring and devoid of content these people's shows or columns or anything else must be that they feel the need to fill their time with Tim Tebow. And, yes, you can even call this ironic And that I'm bringing it up, but I'm not bringing Tebow up. I'm bringing the people who are bringing Tebow up. Shame on them for even tweeting this. There's nothing at all in anybody's contract that says, oh, you know, hey, I got a tweet about Tim Tebow. And tweeting about Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick, my goodness, again, going down the road of, I need to let people know that I care. Because that's all it is. You getting out for the followers that you already have to reinforce to them that you care about the latest issue, even though, surprise, surprise, it's no issue. It is zero issue. I can't imagine having any conversation in my life about Tim Tebow outside of calling out people talking about Tim Tebow. That's really where the extent of it for me at least goes, and then quoting the tweet about somebody else tweeting their rage about Tim Tebow being signed, I mean do you not see do you not see the irony, the living, breathing irony that you have become? It has become sad and pathetic that any little thing can get you going. Seriously. Some of these people are verified. Some of these people are accomplished. Some of these people are, dare I say, intelligent. And look what it takes to get them going. One small little thing, a small insignificant speck of a storyline is enough to get them going, is enough to break out the tweets, is enough to push forward and get crazy and yell and scream and demand change in the NF Because a team that you haven't watched play in years with a coach that the majority of NFL fans couldn't even recognize in a lineup does something that upset somebody you follow. That's really what it was. You weren't thinking about Tim Tebow until prodded, until poked, and look at how you reacted. I tell you, it is so easy. So e- The entire social media place of Twitter is like Flyers fans. Seriously, that's what it's come down to. Wake up, poke, prod, and just watch things happen. It is truly fantastic, and some result to see from the level of just stepping back and not caring about how easy it is to upset people. (laughs) This stuff with Tebow is an embarrassment. Absolute embarrassment. Live action coming up. Thank goodness we don't have to talk about this at all in any capacity. But be aware Be aware of these people that are tweeting out about Tim Tebow to steal your time on Twitter. I'm trying to get you off Twitter. I'm trying to get you off of this godforsaken site. And look at the people trying to keep you on with conversation. What, to have a back and forth about Tim Tebow? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Accurate, unfortunately, where we are. And people own it. Like, this Prisco dude was all proud of that tweet. They own it. <laughs> I couldn't imagine owning something like that. Because then you have to look in the mirror the next day. What are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, The Gamblers presented by Cure Auto Insurance. Now, we're not on YouTube, so you can let this thing fly, man. You can actually play it underneath the show right now.
1: I'll just play it on you know. repeat throughout the rest of the show. Why not? Yeah.
2: It's not like anybody's going to be watching the video. It got 998 impressions <laughs> over the last 40 minutes. Just tell me, like, how does that work out? How does that math work out?
1: Social media does not know or does not abide by math.
2: No, it does. It, they just make up their own me, frontier. It doesn't with me, at least. Hello? 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 Hello?
3: Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm calling from CheapInsuranceRatesOnline.com. And the reason for my call today is because we partnered with the country's top auto insurance provider.
2: Uh, they want me to sit through all of that. <laughs> hey, Mike, you're live on the radio. Okay? All right, what do you say there? You got? You're live on the
1: radio. You like the flyers tonight? I <laughs> uh, hung up. Oh, it took him thirty seconds to get why he was calling. Well, what happens is
2: it's this recorded, they wait for you to say something that it triggers the recorded message, and then you can jump in and derail, if you will, the recorded message. They they try and get you
1: to, they try and record you saying yes or no, so that they can scam you on other things.
2: Well, who knows, man, right? I just, I love it because now the, some of them, every now and again, will play on with it, and I'll get them to to talk about everything, like, hey, you're live on the radio, and then all the other things with it. But for the most part, they just hang up. But they still call. Because oh, my God, I know. They, there's nothing that... Well, think about it. There's nothing that says, hey, you know, you have to scratch that number off of your list. They'll just keep calling, man. They'll just keep calling and calling and calling
1: all day. All know, day. I'm, I'm really starting to get worried about my car's extended warranty, so... It's true. That's what I get every every day. Might as well be should. my alarm clock.
2: No, you should. You definitely should keep an eye on that, my friend. Yeah. You don't want to be left out in the cold without a new warranty, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are
1: those are amazing right now. <laughs>
2: we await the Flyers. Are they underway already?
1: They were doing some uh, pregame some ceremony. ceremony. Right? Yeah.
2: What the hell do I care about some ceremony? Just start the damn game, will you? Who gives a rat's ass about some. Now, it's probably something like honoring
1: somebody who's no longer alive and all, but. I was, I was going to look it up to see it and just throw it right back in your face and make you feel bad, but.
2: No, no, no.
1: When I, think, when I, I, I see I Brian Elliott as part of the ceremony, I, I really can't blame you there.
2: No, nor should you, right? I mean, at that point, like, yeah. what more do you want from me? But this thing here, I, I come on, get me the flash. Now, I went under 5.5 for the Islanders-Bruins total, so I have an eye on that. But that's about it. Otherwise, just get this damn game going. It's 7-13. The other game, two minutes in, the Islanders-Bruins game, it's two minutes in. Just get this damn thing going. Ridiculous, isn't it? Now, I put a post up on Facebook attacking people that aren't watching the video and still no interaction on that. (laughs) You're scaring them away. I said, can't get any interaction on here with the video, so I assume you either can't see it or are too stupid to interact with what I'm doing. (laughs) That's been up for six minutes and not one even comment like you're an idiot.
1: Flyers well, Devils. I, I mean, Flyers Devils just went from six to six and a half. I guess they saw Brian Elliott was on the ice.
2: Yes, they did. I
1: don't. I don't hate it. Oh, you got to take Facebook it. Facebook
2: show it now. Trevor from the two o three here on the Twitch, telling me Facebook won't show it. Uh, honestly, man, I am going through something here where I I'm taking video of every single tweet I put out so I can show people on Twitter. Or the irony, of course about how slow the growth of any tweet is with impressions to where people just don't see it. And to remind you, I've retweeted the video that we're doing on the stream two times over, and I'm barely at 1,500 impressions on
1: 45 minutes. It's crazy, isn't it? People come back after the now that the ceremony's over. No,
2: no, no, no. no. My, my point of it is is that this is happening across the board for me on both Facebook and Twitter. Those are the only two that I'm... And I'm not even on Facebook outside of putting up this video. Like, I don't get on Facebook unless it is to put on this video. Yet, I'm looking at some of these most... Some of the most ridiculous posts by people that have 300 or 400 friends and it's like back and forth, back and forth. So what I did is I asked that person, well, can you find out the analytics of it? And... The analytics are far different and far more somebody with a fraction of people to interact with. So I don't know what I'm left to, to feel or think or say anymore at this point. Like what else is there to think outside of there is something algorithm or human that is insisting or making sure that people don't see what I'm doing? Definitely Twitter. I guess I'm not on Facebook enough, but man, I love it. I'm just going to be on Facebook now blasting.
1: My new thing on Facebook is just to get on and judge. I love that. So I'm on your Facebook right now. Do you even see the video? No, it says this content isn't available right now. When this happens, it's usually because the owner only shared it with a small group of people, changed who can see it, or it's been deleted. So that doesn't help.
0: plus.
1: It's good old Facebook for you. What well, what the hell's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. How did, come? I did, did you say share something this? lucrative to get you in in, in in Facebook jail? No, like I shared it across the board. Interesting. So
2: you can't even see it right now?
1: No. It says What's it's not hell? available. Huh? Yeah, it says it's not available. Oh, my God. Boy, I tell you, man.
2: How is it? Like, seriously, you want me to get on these sites and take your cause seriously? Like, the irony, right? Like, you want me to get on one of these sites, Facebook or Twitter, and take some sort of cause that you're yelling and screaming about some serious issue seriously? when I can't even get my own stuff to be seen by other idiots? Like, please, take a step back and have a little bit of self-awareness and stop jumping on these sites to bitch and moan about something you can't change because you look like a jackass going to sites that will hide people's content. Like, do you not see the irony? You're going to complain about some injustice that you feel like the entire world needs to care about to a place to a site that is already hiding people's content and what are we doing we're talking about sports betting and i can't get this video out oh my goodness it's ridiculous i see this a buddy of mine Tim, on here and i'm trying to reply to his comment and then when i go to reply i don't even see it (laughs) i don't even see it i'm pissed off Seriously, just stop. Just This is the lesson. Stop going to these places and asking people to take you seriously. Whatever cause that you're pushing, you devalue by going to Facebook or Twitter. My goodness. This is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Not as embarrassing as if the Flyers were to score first and win this period. Then I would feel pretty bad right now. We're awaiting here as the puck has dropped. We're about three minutes into this thing. Something to happen as the Flyers and Devils will scoreless right now. But we had a couple of plays here in the first period. So just to remind you, wow, that Wizards line is all the way up to eight right now. Six and a half earlier in the day has been pushed up to eight. All right, Steven Reichel says, I see your post, LOL. But I can't see the rest of the comments. Isn't that bizarre? And he's talking about Facebook? He's he's on Facebook. Now, I can't see the Facebook comment
1: at all. Let me see if it helps if I go to my phone instead of my no, laptop. This is, this is
2: a disgrace. An absolute disgrace. Can't get anybody to see anything I'm doing here. The same week, mind you, in which ratings for their TV show is through the roof that I'm on. The column that I put out is spiked at the top of the site, and the analytics for the YouTube show I'm doing has passed the two major radio stations that we are not, the other two, in this. No, I did not, Trevor, see your Facebook comment. I apologize. So it's not me. I can tell you it's not me. And look at that. The devil's score. Bang. Give me the horn. Give it. Hit him with the horns. Yes! Just like that, we continue to take advantage of how bad and miserable this Philadelphia Flyers existence is, and we make money! Absolutely! That was one of the three we had. First team to score. Yes, sir, the New Jersey Devils. Now, we need the Flyers to do a little work here. It was That was not the only thing we played. In fact... We also have the two other ones, which are first period tie at plus 195. So the Flyers need to do a little something here. Get, get a little something here. And also, yes, both teams to score. Now here's, oh, I just had a cash-out opportunity. Ooh, just had it, but it came out just as fast as it was in front of me. It disappeared. There are only the two comments. Yes, T-Mac, I couldn't see your comment. That's the point. I couldn't see your first comment in the stream, and the video part of me, on Facebook. I could only see it on my homepage. So when I clicked to respond to that, it brought me to a page without your comment. That's why I was like, where the hell is T-Mac's comment there? By the way, what's up, T-Mac? Now, one nothing, 15 minutes to go. Plenty of time here, but the problem that I run into is that Brian Elliott may let up another one. Unfortunately, Brian Elliott may let up another goal right now to where the tie is going to be really difficult. However, the Flyers getting a goal should be attainable. That's the big thing. Again, I told you we had three plays out here for this specific first period. If two of the three hit, we're still in really good shape. And at this point, the only other thing that needs to hit right now is both teams score. I don't need the tie. The tie is a luxury. I will gladly take the tie, but the tie is a luxury. But we did a lot of ripping of social media. That that felt really good, by the way. That, That was, like, cathartic. So hopefully, maybe we should do that every night at some point. Just take, like, five minutes out of the show and just find a new way to bash not only social but the people that live and die on that thing
1: i was gonna say there's always new content so it, won't, it, won't, it won't get uh, like, old
2: yes but the more and more i i see my stuff not getting out there for whatever reason the more and more i laugh at people who go there for like conversations and look at that i told you what did i warn you about now we got to do it we need the horn we need it again because the flyers are just so bad they just suck so bad Two nothing. This is the problem. This is the problem we deal with. When you bet something like, hey, the flyers need to do X or Y in order for that bet to hit. You are running right now a very thin line of failure. Success and failure right here. Because we should have anticipated the floodgates opening especially because Brian Elliott really just needs to give up one before it's the rest. That's the other thing. Yeah, Facebook, but it's not in the feed like I'm saying, so people can't see it. Ridiculous. Thanks Stephen for sharing the video, brother. I appreciate that. Now, how do you get around that?
1: I don't get it. I don't get right? how he has the video. It's mind-boggling to me. He says it's on Facebook, yes, but it's
2: not in the feed, like I'm saying he can't see it. So the feed is like the the front page, right? Yeah. So I'm going to keep sharing it, like I'm sharing it again. Edit audience, okay, friends, public, ah, jeez, no wonder why. They have one of these built-in trick things. Like a governor. it's
1: built-in trick Like, what,
2: what the hell? Who has a built-in governor for who you want to see your video? I don't care. I want everybody to see this stupid video that I'm doing. My God. All right, that opened it up. Let's see if that changed anything. Now you should be able to see it, right? Let me I edited the audience. It. Speaking of which, can we at least get a damn goal here? Like, that's it. That's all I need. One goal by the Flyers, and then we're good for the rest of the night. That's it. We're good. Now we got to take a couple here in order to catch up from last hour. Flyers in a break. Bruins and Islanders went under that five-and-a-half total, laid a little juice on it. But on the back end of a round robin from yesterday, I desperately need this to come in. Now we have a couple of other things in action and in play tonight, which I will let you know across the NBA. Including that total. We got a really aggressive with that Rockets and Blazers total. Here it is. Quick one. As we're back with the Flyers, hopefully with a goal. If we can just get that one in. Yes, both teams score a goal. I have the opportunity to cash out. I am not. I'm going to ride this sucker for the next 14 plus And have faith that the Philadelphia Flyers can bring this thing home. At Shander Show on Twitter. Apparently we're on Facebook if you can find it somewhere, which I still don't believe you It have. is up.
1: It is up. I can see it now.
2: Okay, okay. Well, thank you for the confirmation. It is up. We are live, and it is up. At Shander Show. Kyle's in the house as well. Oh, this has been a ridiculous <laughs> show. Yeah. Seriously, we need more of that sound in the back. It's one of the odds. Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance bashing away on twitter man this is great destroying anybody talking about tebow or gritty wasting your time the more important thing is making money off of the philadelphia flyers misery who gives a crap about gritty or tebow or this other stuff man just to fill time are people's lives that boring what are you doing in your day-to-day that you need to race to Twitter to talk about Gritty or Tim Tebow? And, then there was a Flyers opportunity right there. Ugh. 849 quick stoppage here. That was the shot right there. Beautiful pass to Voracek, and I thought he
4: might have been able to sneak that through, but... With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: still looking at this two nothing deficit that the flyers are in and we love it because it just made us money one bet already hit but i will say the period is far from over as we need something
0: fast
2: we need something quick we need a goal man the flyers out here all happy and proud about Ivan Provorov winning his second consecutive Barry Ashby. Are you sure that wasn't the ceremony tonight before the game? It might have been. That this wasn't the Flyers, Kyle, honoring Provy.
1: I'll have to see. I didn't see Provy on the ice. Oh my goodness! I just saw Moose. Moose was on the ice. Okay. Oh, oh my god, another almost another goal by the Devils there. I know. At this point, I'm thinking
2: the tie is cooked. I just need some I need a trickle down here. That's what I need from the Flyers, trickle down effect. I need some bad goal from that standpoint, right? Just I don't care. I don't care how it goes in. I don't care maybe a power play at this point, but the Devils really are just peppering the net peppering the net first quarter in the NBA and told you there were two games on tonight that start beforehand. And here's what I would say. Now, wait a second. Did you comment? I'm seeing the people that are sliding in here. So I just want to make sure that was you.
1: Commenting where?
2: On the Facebook page. No, I didn't. Okay, okay. So we took this whole Flyers-Devils thing nonsense, but one at least paid out. We're waiting for the Flyers. Just give me one goal here in the final 640, and then we cash out what we can. The tie is pretty much cooked here, understandably so. Elsewhere tonight, as we are almost underway here, with both indiana and cleveland washington atlanta washington atlanta is going to be an interesting game here but went over 239 and a half at even money mind you for the houston rockets and blazers game no problem pushing that even an extra half point at the time i got a good return on it and there we have it thank you that's all we try and do here That's it. That's what we do. Oh, yeah. We give you ahead of time in the 6 o'clock hour a couple of things to look at. We talk through it. We look at the first period, the first half, the first quarter, depending on the sport, depending on the team, maybe even the first five if it's baseball. And look what happens. The Philadelphia Flyers, I told you, it didn't have to be beautiful. It didn't have to be pretty. In that case, it was. Wow, Joel Farabee right there. That was a pretty impressive goal. You know, you had more goals like that this year. Maybe you're not out of the playoffs. Wow. Joel Farabee with one of the more impressive goals you'll see. And, yes, you can put it on the board, my friend, because first period both teams to score.
0: On
2: yeah. at plus 145 right now. Woo! Now, over 5.5 looking pretty good as well. Here's the thing, though. Now, with 6,16 left in the first period, guess what's back in play. Now I don't want to get my hopes up by any means, but the tie, the first period tie, which would pay the most out of the three. Now look, the reality is is that we've already if you bet with me on these three, you've already made your money back and then some, if, in fact, the tie doesn't come through. But that would be one hell of a way to end, one incredible way to end the period if the Flyers are able to storm back and get this second goal and head in there with the tie. All on Cam York's debut, right? I mean, this is what this night is all about, Provorov. Get out of here. This night was all about one thing and one thing only. Boy, I can't, I just, I can't imagine getting on here talking about Gritty or Tim Tebow tonight. I just, I don't know what your life must be like, but I feel like I'm now in judgment mode. This, blame social media, it has forced me into now judgment mode. I wasn't like this before. When people were seeing my tweets, I wasn't like this. But now I have no choice. Don't blame me. Society made this way. I, I I'm going to go full Bob Baffert on you. This is cancel whatever. That's all. Man, the Flyers right? What's wrong with Elliot? Is he hurt? Looks like he's a little like working something out here with his groin. Maybe. Looks like Elliot might be a little. Janky. We've used that term on this show before, right? Janky. Yeah.
1: I don't know, is that is that old school?
2: I don't know. He he looks like he's got a little issue. Like he looked like he was working out something with his hip or maybe like the inside of his leg.
1: By the way, it, I found those uh the, the pregame ceremony. Yes. It <laughs> the team awards for the year. Oh well,
2: Trevor actually from the two hundred three Aton last home game is award ceremony.
1: Yeah, team MVP. Oh my God, best defenseman. Those awards out this year. Most improved. Who's the most improved in your eyes, Aton Shander? Um, (laughs) the most improved is the
2: person who decided to get away from the Flyers fastest.
1: Oh my God! Class guy. Who's the classiest guy in 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 the orange and black? Nobody. They don't have any class guys. I can tell you that. Most heart. No.
2: Nope. The only heart they have is the woman who sings in the beginning. Yes, that's it. This team is a disgrace, and they shouldn't be giving out anything internally or
1: externally. I'm sorry. Star of the game points. Oh, that's horrendous. Oh that's horrendous. unbelievable. So most as you heart. Play. It's not Carter Hart, I'll tell you that it's much. sure as hell not Carter Hart. Unbelievable. I'm glad I did not have my volume on for that. No, me neither. Otherwise, I'd be running to the bathroom. I'd be sick. Yep, I agree. That is definitely
2: enough right there to make you vomit. And no problem. There, Reds up 3-1 over the Pirates, top four. We are underway. Now, early, I told you, had a couple of things in action here, including... Cavs took the Cavs minus two and a half at plus 275 to win the first quarter also took them at plus 140 race to 20 points now it's early but we'll have an eye on that as they tipped off similar scenario with the Wizards and Hawks figured this would be an opportunity for Washington to come out now they're down 6-2 early but I like the Wizards first quarter winning margin laying two and a half at plus two hundred forty five and also just on the money line in the first quarter at plus one hundred forty. Thinking Russ is just gonna come out angry. Absolutely angry. You know, I take it back, yeah, over five and a half right now, looking decent for the Devils and Flyers. Remember, laid one hundred sixty two, I jumped in on this yesterday, on the look ahead. At minus 162. Real quick, Kyle, we don't need a break, right, until the end of the show? No, we don't have to break until okay. the end. Okay, just looking, making sure of all that. Jalen Brown, done for the year. Who cares? I can tell you this. The only people that care about Jalen Brown or should care about Jalen Brown being done for the year are Celtics fans and people who took the Celtics' futures. Other than that, there's this is nothing. Non-story. Zero story. Ridiculous. Rest of the season. Who cares? Honestly, I'm not saying who cares about him and his well-being. That's different. Don't misinterpret that. I'm saying who cares about the Celtics? The Celtics right now weren't even an afterthought. The Celtics were just bait. That's all they were. The Celtics were just bait. And to be honest, the only people who foolishly or feel foolish maybe are those who took them in some sort of futures capacity. You know, it's it definitely sucks for Brown himself. But let's be honest, the only people who really should care are Celtics fans and those who took the futures on this. 4.20 on the clock. The tie is in play here. Right? The tie, I think you can actually get something out of this. I don't know. At four minutes and counting, if in fact... The Devils get one more. That's it. I'm willing to concede that. There's no, there's not going to be two quick ones here. I'm just more concerned about Elliott right now. And I don't mean overall because I need that over, but I mean in the final three and counting. Now that's terrible. Really bad for Brown overall. But I cannot, I honestly, who in their right mind was putting anything down on Boston? They were the seven seed, or are technically coming into tonight. Charlotte, actually, Washington even. I mean, this team underachieved, underachieved. They probably should fire the coach. Nothing at all was going to happen with this Boston Celtics team. That was going to be surprising or revolutionary or historic. It was going to be exactly what their regular season was, a colossal disappointment. Colossal disappointment. That's it. Nothing more from it. What are you going to do at this point? With no Jalen Brown, I think the only real way to make some money off of this would be to take Boston losing in a sweep. I think you'd get some pretty good odds, right? That puck is dangerously too close to Brian Elliott right now. Get it out of there. Clear it. Huge stop. Was that Provy? Was that Defensive Player of the Year Provy?
1: Provy. Come on, buddy. Jeez.
2: Is he even out there on the ice? I don't know. Is he even up? Did they even dress him tonight?
1: I'm not even like...
2: We didn't even know who was in net until we saw the opening
1: ceremony. All I know is future legend Cam York was making his debut tonight.
2: Yes. Cam York. That's what we know. We thought this ceremony was about Cam York. In fact, (laughs) it was about Provy and giving out the Class of the Year award internally.
1: (laughs) I give Cam York most heart for wanting to, uh, to hop on the ice this season with this team. Pacers are just crushing
2: the Cavs with 820 in the first, and Cleveland winning the first quarter does not look good by any means. You know what? I'll take the tie right now. 143, just flying the puck when you can, Voracek, at the net. I, I appreciate it, but you're going to have to put a little bit more mustard on it. right? <laughs> just a little bit more mustard on that sucker. Oh, it wasn't Provorov. It was Allison stepping up. Provorov was behind him. Allison took the puck.
1: Allison, wow.
2: Yeah. It's Provorov after he wins his award just looking around like what me? You, me? Well, Allison had that assist, also the block shot. He's yeah, all he... over the place.
1: Good Where, player what's up right with this there. This Provi guy, huh? This Allison guy's pretty pretty good.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, what about this Provi dude I'm told about winning all these awards, right?
1: Wrong Was that bu- dupe? Wrong button.
2: Who the <laughs> f*** is that guy?
1: I thought you were just gonna go to the union at this point. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 go with that one, yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Let's just go right to union talk. I Seriously. We got Allison on the ice. I don't know where Provi is. This Flyers Moose team is injured.
2: Is disgusting. Disgusting. I can't watch it. Cannot watch this team. Refuse to watch this team. Have nothing positive, nor will I say anything positive about this team except that was absolutely dreadful goals. sorry that was absolutely dreadful yes it
1: was boy i, I didn't, I know, go, I didn't even know we had a simon cowell drop there That's no no beautiful. no no man a huge
2: scrum right here at the net oh 38.4 seconds there it was there was the lone chance left for the flyers to get a goal and wedgewood Wedgwood with the stand and stop and stand and stop. Wedgwood. Ugh. Now, I'm not really this upset. I'm also upset that the Cleveland Cavaliers refused to show up tonight because I thought this would be an opportunity to sting Indiana before the Pacers realized, hey, you know what? we got to play this game tonight. Difficult. Difficult to watch all around. I did say, though, that if we got the Devils to score first and both teams to score, I'd be okay, and I am. I'm fine with that. Cavs don't want to play basketball. That's okay. The Wizards, though, only down three at the break. First TV timeout, 13-11, actually, as the Wiz on the line, 15-11. Things are moving fast.
1: 5-2-2 two, and two for Westbrook in five minutes. Amazing. He's going to get it
2: easily. Yeah, he's he's going to get it tonight. They are going to make sure that he gets it tonight. Here's the thing, though, and I didn't want to bet him individually because his if you looked at his prop line, it was twenty six, fourteen, and fourteen, thirteen and a half, thirteen and a half, and then for the points, I believe it was twenty six and a half, maybe twenty five and a half at one point.
1: Not too shabby. No, but that's the over under. Yeah, I, I, they were obviously inflated a little bit. The problem is that
2: you just I, I, I can't trust the numbers. I can trust that he's going to hit a triple-double. I think it was minus
1: 500 or something ridiculous. It was minus 400 last time I saw it. It was, it was like if you wanted to dare do it, plus like 150 for him to not get to the not triple-double. Do it,
2: right. Not do it.
1: 2.9 seconds. Flyers on the
2: power play. Crazier things have happened shadier things. Boy, I could just... This is where you could use something corrupt, right? Oh, he almost put it in. He did almost put it in. Kick Twice. save. Kick save. This Wedgwood looking like Grant Fuhrer wow. out here. Unbelievable. Now, Ghost couldn't even get the puck on his stick at first and then had to settle it again. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. But, again, I can't complain. I keep saying this, and I keep going back and complaining. I cannot complain. we got a good deal... Out of the first period from the Flyers, two of three hit. We still made money. Now we set our sights to the first quarter in the NBA for these two games and not looking good. Not looking good at all. The Pacers up 18-12 right now with 5.46 to go in the first. Meanwhile, 5.12 and counting. Atlanta has extended their lead to seven. Oof. Now elsewhere, just so you have an idea of what we're playing tonight, It's not just what's happening live here. Elsewhere tonight, told you, went over 239.5, so a 240 minimum total between Houston and Portland. Portland is playing basketball. This is meaningful basketball for Portland. They are looking to clinch Houston. Say what you will about Houston, but they score points. They haven't always been, but recently they play at an insanely fast clip. I like that over. Also, well, that's really it. The other one is just the over five and a half here for this Devil's Flyers game. Three in the first. I like it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here comes the Cavs. Here come the Wizards. I guess I should say that, too. Here come the Cavs. Here comes Cleveland. Here comes Washington. Good thing you don't have to pass a grammar test to host. You don't. I've never worked at a radio station that requires a college degree. Do you know that? Never. I, I I mean, I guess I assumed that people would look at resumes, et cetera, but I've worked in Nashville, worked elsewhere, where we had people that one guy didn't even have his GED. Now, he was an engineer. He was smarter than everybody else in the building. I don't know how he worked himself up to that spot and credit him because he was making money Then like, more than like three-quarters of the building as well. But that is a story right there. Screw you and your college and your high school and all this other stuff. I'm going to work as an engineer. Make some money. Twenty two nineteen, 19 Atlanta, 345 in the first. Cavs have battled back, only trailed by two, as we've got about 430 or so in the first. So winding down, not only on the show, John Jansen with a line change coming your way next. But also here in this first quarter, respectively, we saw that big jump by the Pacers to come out strong and have since slowed down significantly. Meanwhile, Washington and, and look, this is going to be the topic all night is Westbrook and more Westbrook six two and two so far. He had that three, he had the free throw, wow the N one. Here's the thing. What we should have done is, well, I mean, Neto doesn't have anything either. Somebody tonight you know is going to have a bunch of assists. I guess I just assumed it would be Raul Neto. But maybe it's Matthews. I I don't know. Garrison, Matthews, depending on how many minutes we'll see from him. (laughs) This team. You know, our buddy Ish Smith might be out there a lot tonight. Watch out. Well, out, Neto's got eight points. What, who, Russ? No, our boy, Howell Nato. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's four of six. The guy's taking more shots than Westbrook
1: tonight. He must be jealous. He doesn't want Westbrook to. Well, no, Westbrook
2: has to get his assists up, too. Yeah. So, I guarantee you tonight, before the game even tipped, the message was from Brooks and everybody else, the message was, hey, if you get a pass from Westbrook, it doesn't matter where you are, shoot.
1: One of and them this, has to be hot. One of them to get I his just assist think, total up.
2: Yeah, I mean at this point, Westbrook is only passing the ball to get somebody else a shot. There's no like, hey, bring it back and move it around a little bit. It's just get him the ball and do whatever you possibly can. Twenty-four, twenty-one. They just they just can't quite get there. Atlanta still kind of at arm's length. Oof and then the Pacers and Cavs in that TV timeout. But this would be something here, watching Raul Neto drop 40 tonight because Westbrook needs to get 15 assists. Like, that would be something. And show you the magnitude of Russell Westbrook's talent if he could get Neto or Matthews 40 tonight. Unbelievable! All right, we're back tomorrow, Tuesday. Thank you, Kyle, for producing. And coming up, John Jansen has you for the line change. Thanks to Bob Wankel.
4: We're out. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.